Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Welcome to the first 5x5 five five at the Movies, your new weekly podcast where we talk about movie news, movie reviews, movie gossip, movie rumors, some rumors with some celebrity-ish people. And I'm your host, Keith Ruckus, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Mason Shear from the Alamo Draft House. That's me. Hi. That is you. Hi. Hi. Am I, so am I your permanent co-host, or is this like a... Well, there's going to be weeks where you're going to like tear an ACL and you're not going to want to be here. That is so. accurate. So I'm the host, and you're the co-host, but if you don't Kinda do it awesome. one week... Someone else is going to be the co-host. All right, so it is my job to keep this seat warm. So right. when a famous person comes in, they can actually do it. No, if there's a famous person, they're going to join us next to one of us. Okay, good. Let's make sure it's very visual because this is an audio podcast. So oh, no yeah, I probably shouldn't exactly. do that. Yeah, it's that all gestures. Time. It's all like that. So no, none of this makes any sense. But We're off to a bad start. That is right. That is how we do things around here. That's how I like it. Mason, what kind of movies do you like? My stance has always been I like a movie that... I can turn my brain off. I can watch something and I can say, I don't have to think about it. I can just sit back and enjoy it. And it makes me laugh. I don't want to cry in a movie. I don't want to, like those things will happen. I, I don't want to go in with the idea of go watch this movie. It'll make you choke up the whole time. You work in a movie theater. That's accurate. <laughs> I love crying in movies. I cry in every movie. I, I'm not, I, I'm did not you a, cry during Babe? I cried during Babe. I haven't seen Babe. You've never seen Babe? I think I saw it when I was a kid because it came out like what ninety five. Yeah. Okay, so I saw it when I was six. All so right, I was ten. I have not gone back to it. Did you know it was written by George Miller, <laughs> like zombie movie George Miller? <laughs> it's his best achievement. All right, let's talk about some movie news. Uh, James Gunn back in the news after being let go from Disney for some pretty awful tweets that he put in the past, which I think is forgivable. You know, that's that's for everyone. Oh, the former, yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. But it's it constantly rotating, constantly going back and forth and just finding an excuse to bring it back up. Yeah, but so it was basically a bunch of uh, right-wing blogs that got him taken off the Disney stuff, and now he's going to work for a Fox property. They just announced today that he is going to write and maybe direct Suicide Squad 2. Yay! <laughs> is that your response? I, I mean... Well, you like Guardians... I liked Guardians. But did you like Guardians too? I liked Guardians. I liked both the Guardians movies. That's fine. But did you like Suicide Squad? I did not like Suicide. Did you like Suicide Squad? You know, there were parts of it I that found doesn't enjoyable. count. That does not count. So I, I would not go back and watch it again. But I did not come out of it hating it. The the problem is like I mean on the one hand yes yay good for James Gunn that's awesome you're back like we all knew this was not going to be the end of his career or anything like that we knew he'd bounce back the problem is the whole DC universe and all those films have such a weird poison element to them. Like, even, like, Joss Whedon did great with Avengers, Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, but they brought him in to do Justice League, and it just didn't feel right because yeah, it was a good. weird... Because mm-hmm. the DC Universe just as a whole is just so much darker. So this is not exactly... I don't want to say it's not his forte because obviously he can make this work, but it already has such damage behind it that I can't necessarily... It'll be such a radical tone shift that... It's not going to be like with uh, Thor when they went from Dark World to Ragnarok, where those were two very stylistically different movies, but it was a yay, upbeat, exciting. It's going to feel very weird. I heard that they're going to reboot. Like It's not even going to be the same characters. It's going to be a wholly different Suicide Squad. And the idea is every Suicide Squad, like the comic book series, is going to be a different group of criminals. 
Is that how it? Okay, so I I, I have in the comic books. It's like so the comic book, it's like a rotating cast because this, they send the squad on a, these missions where they're supposed to die. So a lot of times they die, and so they make a new suicide squad. Okay, yeah, but they can't do that if they're trying to bank on Will Smith, Margot Robbie. I don't think they can bank on them anymore. I, th- I think those are still two big names. Those are still build, big names they're going to build the whole franchise around, right? Like do you the, like the Joker? The, the, four, the five minutes he was in that movie? Yeah. It was fine. The best part of that entire movie to me is when the Joker puts his hand over his mouth and there's a tattoo of a smiling face on his mouth. I thought that was the best thing in that whole movie. That's very hipstery and very... I, I get it. I, I'm excited to see what this means, possibly, but I, it's just such a weird thing because Suicide Squad was such a polarizing movie to begin with that the sequel to it is already going to have so much against it that, okay, we're bringing in this new writer, new director, maybe. These are all still like in talks, and it's, it's going to feel like a weird tunnel shift. I want to give James Gunn a hug. He deserves it. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. Everyone says stupid stuff. I was at Disney World the day that happened. Oh. And as I'm walking around, they have, like, a Guardians of the Galaxy live show that they do. Uh-huh. Where it's just all the characters, like, encounter an alien race, and they're just all singing and dancing, and they bring rock to them. And just, like, on my phone, like, an hour before that happens, I see the news, like, the AP blast that's happened. And you just watch this show happen, go, just like, oh, oh, no one knows yet. All this is going away. Just, All of this oh, is going away. Oh man, the show must go on, I guess. But it just—it was. A... See, Bobcat Goldthwait told Disney, "Fine, take me off of everything because I've done way more screwed up stuff and said more awful things." Oh yeah, like everyone's sticking to their guns. Huh? Boo! Uh, uh, that's All why right. I'm the permanent killer. Note, note to our producer: please edit out that joke. Yeah, but I mean, like Batista is going straight up. Like, no, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I am, I am out. I mean, James Gunn made him like he was. He was doing. He's a fun. pro wrestler, but like yeah, but he was also he in was, other movies. Like, was he? yeah, he was in, was he in your typical like bodyguard kind of stuff. Like he was. I don't know off the top. I of heard head, he but... cried when he got the part, and I support that. All right, next piece of news: uh, cabins and cabins, cabin in the woods two is canceled. Did you see Cabin in the Woods? I did. I saw Cabin in the Woods. I loved Cabin in the Woods. It's, the two is canceled. The filmmaker said they want to not screw with the ending, that it, w- it would make everything weird because the end of that movie, spoiler alert, don't listen if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods. The whole world's like going to apocalypse and destroyed. And How long has Cabin in the Woods 2 been in production? How long has that been? I have no idea. I just pulled headlines off of a website. But is this, this is something that it was... It was gonna happen. Because that movie came out like what two thousand, like in the early two thousands, right? Yeah, Yeah, like it's. I love that movie too. It's one of those like it's been like a long time like coming. So if this has been something that's been in the works for a while, and they finally decided to scrap it, or is this a the beginning of the year? They said, "All right, let's bring this back," and then last second, you know, says the filmmakers don't want to screw with the ending. But I I still think they could have made a prequel because the point of that movie is that they've been doing this in the woods for so long. And then we had this long conversation on name a good prequel. Yeah, there's no good prequel. <laughs> there are good prequels. There's just no prequel that's so much better than the original. I, I think the idea of a prequel as it is is such a good idea that you think is a good idea when it's really right. not. It's really – we all want, want to know Darth Vader's origin story. But do you really – because you kind of have your own vision of what it is. So you can – choose your own adventure how he got to that part and same with all these other characters there's all these different setups where 
I want to see this movie. I want to see it. But in my head, this is how they came to be, how they rose to power, how they fell from grace, whatever it happens to be. And when you actually make it a reality, it's never exactly what you expect. That's why I... I'm never excited for a prequel. I'm never excited for the. So you say story. rather than make Cabin in the Woods two a prequel, just don't do a Cabin in the Woods two. That's fine. If you, if you think you made a story and it's a self-contained story, then that's fine. If you think you have a universe that you can still build upon, don't build the universe. Continue expanding the you universe. Know, that's why Spielberg refused to do ET two. He said like, they, they were throwing money at him, like let's do ET two, and he's like that's going to ruin the movie if we. Continue the story. Yeah, wasn't the idea like ET two would be like bad aliens would come? Yeah, out? yeah. Okay. I, I have nightmares about this all the time. It's an albino race of ETs that have fangs. Like that's the difference. Like you know that scary part when ET is dying and his skin goes like translucent white. It's a race of them yeah. with fangs. And apparently ET is like a prince. He's like some sort of royalty. And so all the the evil rebellious white fanged ETs want to kill ET. So they think they sense him on Earth, but it's really Elliot because of the, the 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 life soul lock they have together. So they kidnap Elliot and all the other kids, and they torture him. And then the end of the movie, ET comes in on a ship and saves them all. Again, this is a children's movie. This is yeah, a, it's a children's. This movie. is a children's like. You see it on the holidays, you love it and enjoy it, and now all of a sudden we're going to turn E.T. 2 into a big horror movie. Like, no. Nothing scares me more on this planet than E.T. in general. It's the most adorable thing. It's I the most, hate E.T. I have this little E.T. stuffed doll, and as I love it, I have it. Do you really have one of those? Yeah. I've showed it to you before. I've scared you with it before. I don't remember. Maybe I blocked it out for PTSD. You should. It's, it's something I got at, at uh, Universal Studios when I was like five years old. It's like, it's, it's not like plastic. It's like the kind of thing where it's like the hard base, so you can like stand up and... Well, I was eight years old when my parents took me to Universal Studios, and we were in the line for E.T. the ride, and then I saw the thing sitting there, and I remember crying and peeing myself at eight years old, mind you. It's too old to pee yourself, but I peed myself, and my mom had to pull me out of the uh, line, and we went back to the hotel and changed and came back, and everyone was mad at me. I mean, yeah. If a little kid pees himself in the middle of the line, that you're already going to be in that line for an hour. That is... That is everyone's nightmare. That is everyone's nightmare. Crying fat kid, peeing himself. On that note, next piece of news. Hey! Michael Pina of Ant-Man theme has been tagged to play Mr. Rourke in the Fantasy Island movie being made by Bloomhouse. Okay, so what is this Fantasy Island? Okay, Fantasy Island was a TV show. Right, but that's why that's why I'm yeah. confused because the fantasy island, the TV show, like the you know, it, it was serialized, like was... fulfill your fantasy, and there was yeah. So now it's the little be... like like tattoo. He's, yeah. Is he doing the tattoo role? No, he's Mr. Rourke, tattoo's boss. Okay, so I he... thought first thing I'm like, oh, he's gonna be a great tattoo. The like, you know, CGI him to be like three feet tall, but no, he's gonna be the Malcolm McDowell role. He's gonna be in charge of the island. Okay, people are gonna come to the island with a fantasy, and he's gonna like. Like devil's advocate, make it awful for them and make them realize that they had happiness inside them all. This is a TV series that I was always confused why it was a TV series because I didn't think they had enough material to do 50 episodes. This seems like just a movie, just like a kind of like a love boat style. Just like, here, you come out to this island and oh no, now all your problems are solved. But like, well, to give an example in the pilot of uh, the original Fantasy Island, like a guy comes and he's like, uh, I wish I was married to someone else. They show him what his life would be like married to someone else. And he realizes, oh, I had true love the whole time and I love my wife. So it's, it's a wonderful life. I was about to say, it's a wonderful life, but every different Every story. single time it's a wonderful life. Like you have a wonderful life. If you have enough money to go to Fantasy Island, you're doing okay. Everything else that's a problem in your life is trivial as shit. And this is, this is a Blumhouse, you said. Yeah, so it's going to be good. 
Yeah, but that means it's also going to be like a horror movie. I hope so. I mean, that's... Yeah, I was like, I really want to be the world's best daredevil, and then you like cut him up into pieces. It's gonna be dark. It's gonna be great. But Michael Pena is so weird because Malcolm McDowell is like this, like dark sense of humor, kind of like evil behind, like but controlled. Yeah, feeling, and Michael Pena is just so happy. So this is gonna be Cabin in the Woods too. Yeah, there you that's, go. That's Perfect. what this is going to be. That, because go. that's we got be. it anyway. That's what yeah, we wanted. That, that's what it sounds like. I mean, that's I mean, good for them. I'm I'm not super crazy on turning properties into movies from the 60s and 70s. So what about the Brady Bunch movie? I, they made that movie in like the 90s. Like yeah. 92 was like the fifth Brady Bunch movie. Can you imagine like 2019 summer they'd bring the Brady Bunch movie if they just reboot that? Can you imagine that It's going to keep happening. Look we'll, we'll at a 2030 Brady Bunch movie. I... We're going to keep getting them. I don't know. I don't know if that story works necessarily anymore because that's not crazy. I mean, it'd have to be like... Did you know the kids were adopted? What? I didn't know that. Like, I was reading a Wikipedia page, and it says that all, like, like Mike adopted the three boys. But like, they all look so wait, much like him. Wait, they're adopted? Yeah. What? No. What? What? No. Yeah. I'm, no, that's not all right. right. We'll, we'll read Wikipedia after, but that, I'm telling you. That changes... He was busy... I, I mean, I'm not going to sing the song for, I'm assuming, copyright reasons, but... Okay, well, the girls like the girls are the mom. The she's a kiss. she's a widow. Okay, so the mom's a widow, and then the dad. The just, dad. I thought it was a divorce. Wasn't the dad like the mom divorced? Maybe maybe I misread. All right, we're gonna work this out. Our, our wonderful fans, and we'll figure it out next week. If you know what it is, contact us. But we're gonna do some research, and we're gonna discuss the Brady's next week oh. on this on this movie podcast. I hope that's what we take away from this. Yeah, I hope that's what everything comes back from. Yeah. All right, back to news. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about is The Rock. And this doesn't have to do... I know you like pro wrestling. Uh, Yay, The Rock. Yay, The Rock. Look, this doesn't have to do with movies, but they released that The Rock, on every set he's at, travels with a 45,000-pound gym that takes 100 people to set up and manage. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Have you seen The Rock? Yeah. No, he's gigantic. He has a very specific workout regimen and a very specific thing that he has to do to make his body look like... But does it have to be his treadmill? Yes. That's absurd. Yes. I I want to know the the monetary... No, he's the highest paid movie star in America right now, which is... Right. So I'm assuming this is something that gets built into his contracts. This is probably something... Oh, I didn't think about that. This is something that just gets added in, like part of his provision. He's like, if you want me to stay The Rock, you better have the provisions for me to be The Rock. Look, I'll do your movie about how I'm in a skyscraper and I'm trying to save the world. I'll do that. But here's my writer. And part of his writer is this big-ass fancy gym, which when you get to be The Rock, you get to do that. I also want to know whether they rent like a warehouse for him or if it travels like like a temporary building. I want to think it's like kind of like how like school I had like the temporary buildings outside oh, yeah. like the con like not the condo but the uh, those like the trailers yeah, yeah the, the trailer pod. I bet it's that trailer pod. I bet it's that. Yeah, but a couple of them put yeah. together. It's just here's the pod for cardio. Here's the pod for the pod for bench. Here's the pod for all your squats. It's just all set up like that. I hope all the walls are mirrors. At least one of them is a mirror. Just him looking at himself, just like, that's right, you're the goddamn rock. He's very humble. He would absolutely do that, but he's very humble. He is, yeah. I've, I would be really disappointed if I met the rock and he wasn't like the nicest guy on the planet. I mean, yeah. He's gotta be. He's the people's champ. He's the people's, he's champ, the people's for... champ. That's right. When he was doing pro wrestling, was he your favorite pro wrestler? I started getting into pro wrestling in 2001, which is when he started to kind of 
transition out and more focus on he's he he wasn't around because he had the scorpion king or right. i guess technically it was the mummy 2 which had the scorpion king for a hot second with the best cgi that's should ever we talk existed. about the revelation i had about scorpion king yeah this was a fun so we were we talked about earlier how we were looking at prequels just to see is there a good prequel which we ultimately decided on that like there's a couple there's no prequel better than the original but Going there through like a big prequels. Wikipedia list of prequels, how many Scorpion King movies are there? There are five Scorpion King movies. Which I, I was only random. aware of two of them. I knew there was the one with The Rock, and I knew there was one with Randy Couture. I don't know who that is. It's the, he's a he was like one of the MMA fighters, like one okay. of those like OG, like original, like before it really blew up and became a big they, thing. They probably should have just picked actors. <laughs> yeah, but the Scorpion King is jacked. Alright. To understand the mythology of said Scorpion King, you have to acknowledge how jacked and excited they are. But there's I, five of them. I, I can't. I I guess we're gonna movie marathon this. Yeah, I think that our audience deserves to have us watch all five for them and then <laughs> repeat back the plot of all five and which ones are better than the others. This could be all done on a post-it note. I feel like the plot is not gonna be exactly. You got your scorpions. You got your kings. End of the movie. I remember the first one. I. I say remember, and I was about to finish that sentence with a statement or a detail about the movie, and I super cannot think of one. They are real good early 2000s background, just noise. All right. So if I'm cleaning my house, go ahead, put on... Yeah, put on the Scorpion King. Because you're not going to get soaked into the story that you have to stop what you're doing. Like You could just pop back in. It's like, oh, cool, they're planning the fight. Oh, they're doing the fight. Oh good, they're doing the fight. The CGI does the CGI get worse every movie? Because that's well, the thing that's gonna I, make me happy. They're pretty sure they didn't get theatric theatrically released after a certain point. Like, oh yeah, I guess they're straight to DVD. It's kind of like that Disney model where they like take all these great movies and take them straight to DVD, so they don't get the like big Aladdin name. three. Yeah, so they don't get the big name actor anymore, which means they don't get the big budget anymore. So this is straight to DVD bargain bin. They should just keep reusing the same fight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it at Walmart for a dollar. All right, we're going to watch all five and report back. Uh, okay, now it's time to play one of our interviews with super celebrity-ish people. So right before we launched this podcast, Fantastic Best happened at the Alma Draft House at South Lamar, which is a fringe film festival. And I got the opportunity to talk with some pretty cool, awesome people and ask them what they do when they watch movies at home and what, they, what their rituals are. And we're going to start with the interview I had with the legendary Jesse Malton, and her father named Leonard. Here we go. All right, we're here with 5x5 Five Five at the Movies with the amazing Jesse Malton and Leonard Malton. How are you both? We're fine. We're here at Fantastic Fest. Our that ha- sounds fantastic. It's our happy place. And Jesse, what did you just get put on your arm? I just got a tattoo of my dad's face because that is one of the options for the closing night party. And, uh, and uh, we're not going to be here for it, but I realized that I absolutely had to have it. I couldn't have strangers walking around with his face and me not have his face. It is already way bigger than I thought it was going to be. Apparently and all the tattoos are bigger this year that's, because they're more detailed. It's going to be the biggest one any of us have, and it's most people are going to have Leonard's face. Leonard, how do you feel about that? Weirded out. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think to say right now. I mean, it's very flattering mm. that, they, that they chose this. And it's a good likeness, so yeah. I'm happy about that. It does look not, like you. It's not unflattering. Right. So there's nothing negative about it. It's just Your strange. Face. It's right. just on people. feels a little strange. Yeah, looking at it, there's no, I might confuse this for anybody else. That is <laughs> Leonard Malton's face. It's not John Landis. It's not That's John. for damn sure. 
Is that something that gets uh, confused? Oh, no, for, for, for decades, yeah. uh, it's been a running joke between John and me. Before we had even met each other, it was people w- would stop me and say, Mr. Landis. If you look at them young. Now okay. now they look quite different, but if you look at them young, they are quite twinish. Okay. Yes. Well, that's fantastic. Daddy? As yeah. they say. One of them is my dad. That's all I know. Awesome. Uh, so let's start talking about movies. I don't know if you've, you've had many conversations about movies in your life. Not, uh, not a couple. Not couple. today. Not today, Blake. <laughs> there you go. Slow start. So, and I've heard you talk on Walton on Movies about when it, you and Leonard and Alice and y'all are, are sitting around on the couch watching movies. Describe this setup. How big is the screen? Tell me the light level. Well, it, it, it's been different in, in our different domiciles. Uh, we used to have movie night. Uh, where we would invite a, a, a group of friends over, sort of steady, regular uh, uh, coterie of people, and screen films on 16 millimeter. Really? Yes. Okay. Now we didn't have it. It's not a theater. Living it, room. We had a screen living that we room, pulled down. Right. Uh, pull his, down his screen. Projector at the back of the room. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, I would borrow prints from collector friends of films I'd never seen mostly obscure films from the 30s and 40s. And we had a motto at the house. And when Jessie was of a certain age growing up, she got to uh, announce the motto, which was... We don't make them, we just show them. In other words, don't blame us if it's no good. That's right. Right. We're going to watch it anyway. But we we also made uh, programs. You did not. We'd make programs for them, yes. Were these hand-drawn or on the computer? Fantastic. No, no, yeah. this is... This what is, was a computer? Are you kidding? This fair, is this is the 80s point. into the early 90s, man. No, no. Alice, <laughs> Alice had a Xerox machine in her home office. Mm-hmm. And that's how we made, My mom. made right. many copies of it and to hand out. And we would clip art from, you know, old magazines and such. And uh, ads, it was a lot of fun. We'd always have ads. Mm-hmm. Right. And put them in. Yeah. You, did you make your own ads? No, no. We, we chose classic... Ads, oh, vintage, we, yeah. vintage ads. That's, yeah, it's amazing. They're pretty great. <laughs> they were pretty great. Of of the fun daddy daughter activities, that's like top of the list of the things I enjoyed most. Mm-hmm. And what about modern days? What about now? Well, modern day, we, we, we moved to a new house four years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, with a different setup, and we haven't figured out a way to actually work in the sixteen millimeter. And at the same time, sixteen is you know starting to disappear. Right, but right. he's asking about modern. I know. So when we were moving to this house, you mean when we moved to seventy? No. My no. wife said, "I want an eighty-inch screen." Right. And I said, "Well, okay." We went to Costco, mm-hmm. and they have all these screens, you know, going, and they all look great. Mm-hmm. It's hard to compare quality. They all look great. Right. But there's a huge price jump between seventy and seventy-five inch and eighty inch. Oh yeah. And I was reluctant, and Alice said, "It's eighty inch or nothing." Right. So I listened to my wife, as I usually do, and you know what? She was right. Did it make a difference? Yes, it no. does. I want to I wanna try this question one more time, where, you, where, where all Keith said is, how do you watch movies modern? We have a big TV in the living room. That's <laughs> and that's where we watch the movies. I want to know how big it is, though. We have a, that's where we watch the movies. We have a 70 in my place, and yep. I've always thought I should have gone for the 80. Oh, he'll, he'll <laughs> tell you more about the buying experience if you have about... Tw- 20, 30 minutes. He'll go through the entire... We can make this an eight-part episode. You could. You could Leonard do Leonard Malton Buys a TV. That's right. It's the name of the podcast. Uh, but so we, we try... We, I mean, for the most part, we always try to see things in a theater. Obviously, that's preferable. Right. Um, but when we do watch stuff at home, we have a nice big TV, and it's mm-hmm. usually me, my mom, my dad, possibly husband, 
two dogs, lots of barking, uh, and uh, and food, and we make it dark. And if we're lucky, not too much barking. Yeah, if the dogs are into it, you know. Okay, so even the Malton dogs are critics. Obviously. Oh yes. Obviously. Fantastic. They they did not enjoy a quiet place because they could not be quiet. <laughs> and uh, my husband and I were like, we actually took video at one point of of one of our dogs, Jude, barking at me because I wasn't paying attention to her. So I'm trying to watch the monsters, and I kept zooming from the screen to my dog's face, just going. That sounds absolutely awful. She was having none of it. She was having none of it. She said, "Listen, Krasinski, listen, Jim. speed it up. Come on. <laughs> no one out. is loving Jude right now." All right. What about snacks, uh, past and modern? Uh, Your favorite. A, a friend of ours gave us a, a tip that we followed to our great delight. Make fresh popcorn and then sprinkle M&M's in it. In the bowl. Really? It's delicious. Yes. Really. Salty sounds and awful. sweet. It salty sounds like the, the, the color from the shell is going to get everything. No, 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 no. Salt, Salty and sweet. It's delicious. Okay. But but your favorite your favorite candy to have are Raisinets. That's his go-to. At, at a movie theater, it's Raisinets. Raisinets. Okay. Uh, and uh, we don't eat much popcorn, amazingly enough. I believe that. Uh, I think mostly because Except, if, all, if all film critics ate popcorn at every single movie they went to, we would be huge. But right. I do. if I go to a movie theater, mm-hmm. either for a press screening or just to see a movie, uh, it's like a Pavlovian response. I may have just had a nice full dinner, but as soon as I get to the theater and sit down, I feel the urge to have popcorn. Of course. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's ingrained in my, my DNA. Absolutely. And now, when not in an Alamo draft house, do you ever sneak anything into the theater? No. I'm, I'm pretty guilty of that. Nope. No. No. You've never in your life snuck anything into the theater? No. no. No, not into an Alamo draft house. Okay. Well, no, I'm saying when, when you're not in that, like, say you go to Regal or an AMC. Oh, God. Oh, sure. Whatever the hell we feel yeah, like. Are you kidding? Yeah. No. To Alamo. No, no, no. We respect it too much. But no, every other, I mean. Besides there's Alamo a, has. There's a Chipotle next to the AMC near me. We take Chipotle in. Just, it just You depends. do not sneak Chipotle into only, a movie Only theater. if I'm seeing a movie that no one else is at. Okay. No, 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 no. I would not get out the full on, like, a full meal with humans around. That's great. I remember but, I saw Harry Potter 7 Part 2 by myself. And all I could think of is I could have snuck anything in here. You're all alone. Anything. I could have brought a footlong sub. The first time I went to a movie without my parents, mm-hmm. uh, not at a festival, but just in life, with my friend Aaron Rose, he and I went to see uh, American Pie. Right. We were given permission. We were mm-hmm. both 12, so we weren't actually old enough, but right. both of our parents said it was okay. He wore cargo shorts, and we went to the candy shop just a few doors <laughs> mm-hmm. down from the movie theater, and he explained why cargo pants are the greatest thing ever. And he just had, like, every kind of candy in his cargo shorts. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, I learned a lot. What about light level when watching movies at home? Pretty dark. Oh, we try to make it as dark as we can. Okay. Uh huh. Pretty dark. And uh, what is an overall arcing Malton genre? Because I know y'all, the three of you have three very specific, different tastes. Sounds like the dogs have different tastes. If you had to pick one genre that's like, okay, this is something we know going in, we're all going to enjoy. Any of the old stuff. Well, not any of the old stuff. I I, I will. I, I have a taste for the obscure. Well, he's, he's saying stuff that we all like. That's what so, I said. Yeah. so, uh, so if you put on Charlie Chaplin, a- anything in that vein, Harold okay. Lloyd, we're very happy campers. We do all of musicals. Yeah. So, Seven Brides, Calamity Jane. I'm not sure the uh, Scott is so hot. So, well, my husband doesn't count. Uh, he's still new. He's still new he's to still this. New. All right, he's still new in this game. 
Um, I've only had him. I've had him for almost three years as right. a husband, so he's still new at this. So you probably have the dogs um, for longer. I have, yes. I've had right. the dogs longer than I've had a husband. Got it. Um, but we're keeping both for That's... now. For now, at least. That's good. Uh, but no, I, the, what we all watch together that we always enjoy are sort of the stuff that we watched when I was younger. Uh, Song of the uh, Song of the Islands is one of our favorites. With, with Betty Grable. Yeah, any of that, any of that does well for all of us. Okay. And what at Fantastic Fest have you enjoyed the most so far? Film wise. We haven't seen as much as we usually no. do, partly because I wasn't on a jury this year. Right. And uh, there was a miscommunication. So nor- normally I, I, I'm obliged to see seven or Quite eight a few, yeah. films. And uh, This year, between him getting over bronchitis and right. the jury thing uh, going out, we didn't see as much. We saw Overlord, The, uh, the World is Yours. Right. And you just saw Laika, which I actually haven't mm-hmm. gotten to talk which to you is, about yet. Which is interesting. Okay. A stop motion film from mm-hmm. the Czech Republic. And, and, uh, and yesterday Border. I saw Border. Okay. Now, what? I can't say I liked Border, but I found it really <laughs> intriguing okay. and gripping, start to finish. Okay. It is the true original, and uh, that's all that scores points. All definite, right. definite points. Uh, but what I find really interesting is that I'm still thinking about it. Mm. Oh, all right. And that's unusual. Yeah. That's unusual for me, especially in the midst of a, you know, festival where there's a lot of tumult. Of course. So. Uh, the fact that I'm still, you know, kind of pondering it in and, my mind. And what says preceded it? Too. You text me to tell me what preceded it. Oh, oh, well, they showed uh, uh, your pre shows are, are incomparable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I lucked out today Yesterday. because I saw Spike Jones. Right. Not the current, t- not the contemporary filmmaker, but the uh, old time band leader mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with the gimmicky. Uh, Shtick, comedy shtick band and uh, he's one of my lifelong heroes awesome and so to see two clips of Spike Jones and one of Candy Candido singing One Meatball it was a oh ba- I just saw that in my pre-show a, yep. a banner day what more do you need really oh man the, the I met range. Candy Candido I interviewed him did you talk about the meatball no talked about, <laughs> talked about his, waste. his gimmicky voice right of go real high and oh real my god I think it's something like seven octaves. I think it's yeah. like like a record. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And what event have you liked the most so far? Just being here. Yeah, it's kind of all. Oh of it. no! Well, it was it was Nate Tenacious D last night. That was really cool. Words I never thought. I, was, I just I would wanted him to say. It. I life. just wanted to hear. Well, that was it. I, so I, I said to my dad yesterday. Tenacious D mm-hmm. had their show premiering here, and I heard that they were going to be performing live. And I said to my dad, "Do you want to watch?" He said, "Do you think I'll like it?" Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I think you will. So we sat down and we watched Tenacious D. They only did a couple of songs, but they were great. And when it ended, I said, what do you think? He said, I liked it a lot. So that was pretty cool. I did that not I did not cool. think I would see Tenacious D with my dad. That was pretty trippy to look over. I'm like, oh, there's Leonard yep. watching the D. Yep, rocking out. <laughs> Love it. All right, and the very last thing I'm going to do is hand you $20. Oh, my God. Because I did say, <laughs> if you said the Jonah Hill... Ask me about my wiener, Ask but I would give you $20. Wiener. I'm going to give this back to you, but You're thank not. you. You're not. We made a bet, and you won. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both so, so much. My podcast is in its infancy, and uh, I'm glad y'all did it, and thank you. You we're, deserve. We're glad to be part of your growing enterprise. That's Ooh. right. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. We love our ruckus. Ah.
And that was my interview with legendary film critic Leonard Malton and his amazing, wonderful, talented, rainbow-haired daughter, Jessie, who refers to me as her festival husband whenever we're around. And which I'm sure makes, her, her real husband super digs on that. Oh, I'm sure it's never pissed him off once. And uh, this time I got to tell Leonard that he's my festival father-in-law and that I just want him to tuck me in bed at night and tell me stories. You have a Leonard Malton tattoo now. I had at the end of the festival... They were doing tattoos, and one of the tattoos you could pick was Leonard Moulton. So I have a tattoo of Leonard Moulton on my leg with a godlike aura halo coming out of his head. And I will put a picture of that tattoo on the website, 5x5.tv slash movies, free wall to watch and look at and adore. I'm never, I'm never getting a tattoo. Just straight up never getting one. I'm going to tattoo you in your sleep. I am 100% sure I would wake up. <laughs> well, I'll get a dot in. <laughs> you have a little tiny I'll have like, like a birthmark just like, like oh Perfect. no I just fell asleep on the bus and all of a sudden I just got a tattoo I'm gonna give you a prison tattoo I'm gonna hold you down and give you one make it's sure. gonna say five by five at the movies make sure I'm hoping that microphone picked that up thank you guys so so much for listening to our first five by five at the movies thank you to my co-host Mason Shearer for being here you gave me a thumbs up on a podcast you have to acknowledge it verbally. Oh, I'm still part. Okay, I thought this was like its own separate. Like you wanted to like get this isolated. So you get. Okay, cool. I can talk. What's up? Thank you. Are we done? Thank you. No, we're not done yet. Thank you, Mrs. <laughs> Shear. Thank you to my guest, the legendary, amazing Maltons. Thank you so so much to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you are so inclined. Email us at five by five film at gmail.com. If you have any questions about the new show, concerns, or criticisms, if you just hate us, please just let us know. I like hate mail. Thank you to Dan Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire five by five network. We'll see you next week with another five by five at the movies. Roll credits.